there you go. Music from Julia Jacqueline, and she's here. Julia, how are you? Are you all right? I am all right, yeah. Good. Now, you're playing this coming Thursday in Dublin, right? Yes. Okay, where are you playing? At Vicar Street. Ah, damn, I was hoping, because a lot of people go, eh, eh, look out and go, where am I playing again? Vicar Street in Dublin next Thursday. I never Thursday. usually know, but right, Indeed. I don't know. And you've got the third album out now. Yes. Right, which is, um, you, you have to think about that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember if it was the right, one. The pre-pleasure pre album. Let's just take a look at where the whole thing is. Um, uh, the album at the moment um, was kind of, it came together during COVID, obviously. Uh, did it get recorded during that time too? 2021, yeah, end of 2021. So that's when I recorded And you were it. writing that where exactly? Was that back in, 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 in Australia? I, I wrote a bit of it at home and then I wrote like half of it in Montreal where I recorded it. And when you went to Montreal um, you had a co-producer Marcus and he would have worked with Arcade Fire and stuff so did he find that you were a bit more scattered in the way you work and that Arcade Fire are much more together but he liked that that's a good way to do it. I don't think he liked it um, but that's just the way I am so that's just what he had to do. <laughs> and is that the way you've always been with the three albums? Yeah, yeah, absolute uh, chaotic mess usually. Just kind of managed to get it together at the last minute. Defining who you are and what kind of person you are in the world and uh, just, if you like, going back to the formative years and your parents, I know, weren't religious but you went to a religious school and the guilt that goes with all of that or the, whatever the word is, maybe guilt is too heavy a word, but you know what I mean, kind of like the, the something, the baggage that goes with it. That's certainly an element of what this album is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This is actually, a, I think, a love album and just a love and life album. But also going back to your youth and realising that maybe a lot of the stuff I learned then isn't the best of all. Yeah, yeah. And maybe just like being being forgiving of however, um, I don't know, you're raised. Everyone's doing their best, I guess. Well, then the Crushing album, the second one, is not the second one. Yeah, okay, so that's, um, you know, did, do you think culturally it came at a very good time, you know, that like you, you noticed a connection with your audience when you were playing the songs from that? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I think that one kind of just made a bit more sense to people than my first one. Or just, I don't know, I think that just... Um, kind of hit people in a different way, which was really nice. Yeah, because when we, like, when we got it here, like that kind of thing, I would be playing maybe Phoebe Bridgers, I'd be playing Lucy Dacus, I'd be playing Julia Jacqueline, that kind of thing. So it, it did seem to be that, I don't know, something new was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an exciting time, 2019. <laughs> it was a good year before it all came down. Yeah. Yeah, but it, uh, <laughs> it all came down because of something completely out of anybody's control. Um, did you think in some ways, because I know you've said this in an interview, that you wasted too much time trying to be cool. Now, before you go any further, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Like, there's nothing wrong with trying to be cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just life, isn't it? That's being young. I don't think anyone can escape that, unfortunately. But, yeah, I think especially in music, because music's all about being cool, isn't it? It's like kind of the worst job if you're trying to be yourself <laughs> at the beginning you know that's just something you have to learn yeah right you, you can be yourself after all that I mean you have a yeah. song on this one here now the, the, the Lydia Wears a Cross song mm. and that goes to somebody back in school who you would not have seen probably since school so mm. in order to write this song in any way at all did you connect with Lydia? yeah I messaged her and I sent her the song so I was just like this, it's got your name in it in the, in the title and in the song so yeah I, I think she was cool and it was nice. She was like, we were connecting over, well, we're talking about like the cross that I'm referencing. She used to always wear this really heavy cross with like 
Jesus on it and she was telling me that it was like her grandfather who died and had given it to her and she still wears it today and yeah it was nice and did you enjoy your teen years by the way does anyone <laughs> I mean I look back on it and I'm like yeah those parts of it were fun but it's a tough time <laughs> and so this album is kind of it gets you out there as who you are now and like this is me like kind of maybe more honest in the lyrics or more straightforward or I think I've always been pretty straightforward and honest I don't think it's more I think people think maybe it is but yeah I don't know I think it was just me who wrote it last year I also I I probably would write a different record now um, but that's just what making music is But I mean like your emotions are as laid bare as they could be on this album so when you meet people after gigs or talk to you about things does it relate to the point like wow look what this person's written to me or look what this person sent me as a text or whatever like as, as I see now how, how the effect my music can have Yeah yeah definitely it's been nice to tour it because you can really um, yeah you can see and feel like how people um, are connecting with it and yeah I think it's cool I'm not worried <laughs> so cool is still a part of it all I mean the last track on the album is is, is Edge of a Friendship yes is the last one okay so you like I mean sorry you do all this thing you go up to Montreal etc and yet you get a full orchestra from Prague yes well they yeah they were in Prague I just was on a Zoom yeah. call and like yeah. did you were you conducting as such were you telling them what, what music you wanted did you write that music for that piece no 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 I just sung the melody into my phone and then I sent it to Owen Pallet who then did the like scored it and then then that was sent to Prague and they they sorted it out so it was very um it was a very new experience for me I didn't know you could do that so would you do that in future like do everything I guess not it's not the greatest way though is it I mean it's nice to be there it's in the, the studio way. with the people yeah right that's okay. why I mean that's why you do oh, it sorry that's, uh, of course I should have realised that um, <laughs> if I had like, more money I'd and do growing it up way. music really meant something to you in terms of if Britney Spears was singing something that meant something if Celine Dion was singing something that meant something to you you kind of you invested yourself in what they were singing and saying and probably believed every word of it, did you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I didn't. You don't. I don't think when you're young you realise that adults lie to you. And did you have the posters on the wall? Yes, did I you? did. Yeah, I mean, I had Britney, and I had. I was kind of very into Britney Spears and Mark Hamill at the time. All right, they were my two posters. I remember. Mm, wow. And the Foo Fighters, I think. Right. Yeah. The Foo Fighters, that's so long ago. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? In Montreal, I mean, surely you had a beer or two outside Leonard Cohen's house, did you? I did, actually. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a few. Definitely. What's his house like? Uh, oh, 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 I presume this is the house he grew up in. I or don't lived think in later. it was the house he grew up right. in. It was the house he lived in when he died. And then there's a little park that he had built out the front of it that you can sit in and... Yeah, so I had a few beers, beers okay. in there. And also on stage, I mean, like, you know, I know that you'd know Phoebe Bridgers, you'd know Lucy Dacus, etc. You, you you played at least one song on stage with Lana Del Rey somewhere or other. Mm. What was that like? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Are you <laughs> I walked into that, didn't I? <laughs> Everything is cool unless it's not, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a wild experience. 
Yeah, I'd say it was a wild experience, yeah. I suppose. Right? So, like, I mean, of all the others, and like, there does seem to be, there are many people out there who are female with a guitar, who are, it just wasn't like this five or six years ago. And I'm talking mm. everything, like, you know, from Mitski as well to a bunch of others, you know, Sam yeah. Hale, et cetera. Like, and, you know, do you know all these? Do you follow them? Do you listen to their music? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you'd be a fan of Lana then as well, would you? Yeah. Right. yeah. And like when people say, oh yeah, that's another one of these sad girl music people. I mean, people like to put people into a box all mm. the time. It doesn't matter, does it? Or does it? Yeah, I mean, the sad girl thing's just like... Well, sad bloke then. If it was, it was it's the boring other guys, and stupid. I tell you, there's like, a lot of sad bloke music out there now. There's, we've had to endure so much sad bloke music yeah. over the course of history. So I, it's just like we're like basically evening. We're not even close to evening the score yet. Yeah, well, I mean, there's more out there now than ever. I can yeah. tell you. God, stop whinging, you know, and enjoy your life half the time. Anyway, um, so a full-time musician. Finally, when you were growing up, did you ever really think this could happen? No, I, I don't think. I mean. Yeah, I don't think I knew that I could do it for a living. And, yeah, because it's not really the... Did you know anybody who was a full-time musician when you were growing up? No, no, definitely not. So, yeah, I guess you you can't really imagine doing something you can't see, so... Yeah. Yeah. And your parents, would they have thought, what on earth is she doing? I think they were, like, kind of baffled and I think, you know, for the first... I think they were okay until I finished... I graduated university and I still was thinking about doing music. I think that was the only point where they were like, oh, I thought this was just a kind of thing to do on the side while you're studying. And But I don't know. They also were just like... They don't, they don't, they don't know anything about this industry either, so they couldn't really say that much either. Yeah, They're right. Just figuring exactly. it out. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. They, if they wanted to slag it, they'd have to know it. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, well, listen, uh, Julia. Thanks a million for dropping in. I'm going to play another track from the album now, which.